it looks like I'm for some reason compared to the other videos. Do I look like does the screen yeah, look? You darker? do look. Yeah, you look buff as fuck. Uh, yeah, you just look I look buff. I do. Getting <laughs> swole. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> yeah, compared but to I, last week, I mean, we can see your games. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Minus Cast Episode Seven, where this week we're talking exclusively about Tetris lights. <laughs> look at those lights. I'm. I'm lights. so giddy about those lights. I actually, I, at least five or six different times in my life, I've looked them up and seen what they're capable of doing. Dude, they're sick. Uh, Why did I've you hang them, them so high? You know they respond to touch, right? Like, did you... Do they? No, these don't. These don't. Only the square okay. ones do, I think. I I'm think. no longer interested in talking to you about yeah. this. <laughs> Fine. Okay, have, moving on. Can you have a one-person <laughs> rave? You, I absolutely can. Dude. I actually have it set, so whenever someone joins... Uh, Give us a rave. As like as a channel member, like, hey, Ooh. No, get my phone. What? That's so cool. It's, it's super. Yeah, it's like with uh, it's an app, app or you make apps called If This Then That. Hmm. Um. So yeah, I've, I have it set up for like super chats and channel memberships. It's super. super I nifty, really. Dude. The problem with when I look at those lights, is I want way too many of them. They're, <laughs> so I end up not they're buying. They're covering the whole they're wall. They're yeah, so like expensive. This, this is like uh, the starter set, which is nine. And I bought two expansions, which are three each, and then I had to buy one single one, which was stupid. You have to like order from their website. Um, it was, yeah, it was so, too much. I want. I've I've considered that being the primary Banger Light source, but it's a, an expensive <laughs> endeavor. Yeah, so you guys, yeah, there you go. You can see them kind of. Oh my god, that's so god, cool! They're just so cool. I love them. Yeah. Okay, I honestly <laughs> want them, even though I don't stream anymore. I just want. Would them. I be a Nano Leaf sales salesperson? Yeah. Yeah. Plan B Only when YouTube fails, just Dude, work can for I, them. Can I point to this podcast and be like, I need 60 to <laughs> 300 of those lights. I'm willing to take any amount. <laughs> so besides these, uh, the awesome lights, um, how about Smash Direct predictions? It has been, not Smash Direct. <clears throat> Nintendo, Nintendo Direct, Direct predictions? Since it's been since, what? I think November. I think you said it was what, November? Yeah. It has to be soon. It has to be soon. I feel like it's going to be this week or or next week at the latest. But like, it's literally been like three months. I mean, it's got to happen at some point. Do you do you remember last year if they did a uh, a direct of any kind before PAX? Yeah, it was um, it was like it was right before Valentine's February? Day. Yeah, yeah, that's when they announced Mario Maker Two. Yep, I think it was actually the thirteenth oh, yeah. of February. I'm not mistaken. I don't know why I know that, but I think that's it. Yeah, I was gonna say, how do you? That's how are you just ready for this? I'm gonna pull up. You know what? I have to look it up right now. <coughs> I'm pretty sure that's um, when they announced uh, Mario Maker Two. Well, that's interesting though, because you know, <clears throat> Nintendo obviously has a pretty big booth at uh, PAX East. Yeah. So, if they don't have anything new to show, there's no point in having a booth. Um, well, I think Animal Crossing is gonna be their focus. Well, yeah, I love Animal Crossing. Well, right, there. right. But I feel like even beyond that, like last year, you know, being in the ambassador program, we were able to do. Well, you guys, a lot of you guys came with me. We we sat down, we played some Switch it was games just me. and stuff. Was it just you? It, it was, was you, me, Chari, you, and Drew, and Chari. Yeah, that's right. Nintendo but hates like, me and simple flips. It wasn't Drew. I don't <laughs> yeah. remember now. Uh, Maybe <laughs> we're playing too many ROM hacks, dude. They yeah. don't care about us. No, they literally don't like. I remember um, last year. I think I told you guys about this. When I used to be kind of in their brand ambassador program, they sent me an email telling me to take down a ROM hack video. 
And oh, I was yeah. like, oh. uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, you know, I'm not putting a link to download the game. I'm not telling people how to download it. And ever since then, I've never heard back from Nintendo. So I think they hate me. Mm. You're on their naughty list. I am. In terms of, because I haven't heard anything. Like a lot of um, the brand ambassadors that I've talked to, we have not heard anything about PAX. Yeah. Um, mm. And normally by now, they would have already reached out to schedule like appointments and things. So you can fit into your schedule. But like me and I was just in another Discord talking to people. Like none of them have been hit up at all, um, yeah. which I find kind of interesting. And it makes me wonder if they have to wait. Because like hypothetically, if they were to reach out and set up appointments and say, hey, these are the games that we're recovering, but some of that stuff was going to be announced in the direct, then they wouldn't want to do that because then people would know before the direct launched. So yeah. there might be an interesting situation where, you know, from today to when the actual, you know, direct comes out, I'm sorry, when the actual uh, convention starts, there might be a, uh, it's a good chance there may be a direct then. I could kind of yeah, see that. So. Um, there was a situation kind of like that for E3 a couple years ago. <laughs> Because they announced um, Smash Bros, like, like they didn't say like when you got the tickets to play Smash Bros at E3, it didn't say Smash Bros Ultimate. It just said Super Smash Bros. But you couldn't order the tickets until right. like a week before E3. So it might be kind of the same thing. Yeah, um, I know. Like, I don't know if it's been like pushed back yet or not. But I know, like, uh, I know we were memeing on the coronavirus last week. But apparently, there's a chance it. I think they've already said it's delaying Animal Crossing production for the game and the consoles. So what? there's still a chance they, they might, like, delay the game itself if it gets bad enough. Because um, oh, really? I've heard, like, yeah, they've kind of halted production. Because I guess they're made in China. Um, so I guess because of that virus stuff might get pushed back. So, like, that also, my train of thought is that might also kind of push back a potential direct because they're kind of just figuring out how to handle this this dumpster fire that they have to put out in, in China, I guess. Yeah, I suppose it's possible that a direct isn't on their list of priorities <laughs> at this point in time yeah i honestly uh, given I, everything yeah i didn't even consider that because yeah i mean if they're printing out you know a couple million copies of animal crossing in china i mean probably yeah they're probably gonna have to delay stuff it might not even be it might be a lot of games in march that are get delayed because of it there was, oh, a, was anything uh, supposed to be in march that we know of? um there was gonna be i think i think final fantasy 7 in march that got pushed back a month, I think, to like April or okay. something. They knew about Corona before it happened. Yeah. That's why they deleted it. <laughs> they, were, they were the ones that caused it. Yeah. Um, really forecasted that sales were not going to be good at, during March. Uh, what else? I think Doom Eternal still yep. coming out in March. Yeah, I remember there was um there was like five or six games. Cyberpunk was going to come out in March too, but that yeah. got pushed back to like September. So what's interesting about the whole coronavirus thing is uh, I actually had a – a company reached out, I think, at the beginning of beginning of January or like late December about like a, a brand deal. And they they are their headquarters, I think, is in, in China or something. It's a video editing app. Mm -hmm. And then the person went silent for like, you know, three weeks or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then they just emailed me the other day saying basically they're quarantined to their houses. They weren't allowed to go to work. And then they got the green light from the government or something that they were able to work today for the first day. And wow. I was just like, geez. Wow. Isn't the timing of that crazy? <laughs> uh, just how close it was to the new year where they also stopped working. Yeah, the Chinese <laughs> New Year. Yeah, <laughs> completely shut down. I got no predictions except that's right the, It's hard to predict anything. It's like I have literally no idea. Yeah, well, that's why I have, I, a, I have a pretty solid prediction here. 
What's that? April 17th. We'll just leave it at that. April seventeenth. <laughs> no yeah. reasoning needed. Just April seventeenth. All right. Just monumental. When you know what? when you're when you're getting your popcorn and your stuff and you're ready for the direct on the morning of the seventeenth, you remember that I pulled some strings <laughs> or something. Something happened and I just knew about it. Yeah, well, I think it's gonna be April sixteenth. Hmm. But That's what? I'm gonna squat on the eighteenth just uh <laughs> I, but it, I am not even in that month. I'm on May 5th. You, That's going to be the big one. We're playing, this into a joke. We're playing Price of Right Prices Right rules. So if you're like on the bottom, anything lower than April uh, 17th. I like I came with I came in with something substantial and you guys are turning it into a joke. <laughs> well, what else do you well, have you to just, add? You just wait. You just wait. <laughs> uh, I just understand timing, forecast, weather. Oh yeah. Uh, Stars and 17th stuff. is a Friday. Probably. <laughs> the is like, well, on one year, it's a Friday. You know, the 17th is going to roll around, and you're going to be sitting there that morning and realize it's a leap year. You know what's 18th. funny? It is 17th. a Friday. It is a Friday. I just it is a Friday. Hey, no way. I, you never know. I just checked and was so disappointed that I was wrong, but you guys showed me that I was looking at February still, which is pretty great. <laughs> Well, I hope they announce Mario 2 on the 17th. The Mario sick. 2? The Mario 2. That's it. They're just going to call it Mario 2. <laughs> it's going to have a small picture of Mario in a T-pose on the box. It'll say Mario 2 in Comic Sans. Was there Perfect. any actual predictions? Uh, um, for dates? Okay. So, like... <laughs> Alright, so actual predictions. Breath of the Wild 2 is going to get delayed. Odyssey 2. Maybe... It's either going to be Odyssey 2 or Mario Kart for Holidays. Um, Can you I don't know actually delay Breath of the Wild 2, though, if it's, <laughs> it doesn't have a date? State? <laughs> so here's how I'm going to predict. They're going to announce it's coming out late 2020, next direct. Then in the fall, they're going to push it back to March. And what they could do is if they re release a Switch Pro, they could launch Breath of the Wild 2 with the Switch Pro and basically do the same thing they did with the other Switch. Damn, they should hire you. Yeah, that's right. I actually <laughs> work wouldn't... there, believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> My dad used to work there, but I don't want to get into it. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I think, like, some news on Metroid Prime 4 would be sick. It's been, like, a yeah. long time since we got anything about it. I don't know if that'll happen this year. Uh, I mean, that game is more so. of a ethereal concept, and <laughs> I don't know if we should. <laughs> it's a the game is literally game. just the logo. You put it in, you, you watch the logo just loop. That's it. It's a theoretical game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what else? Yo, it's been... Was it so? This is gonna sound really dumb, but I don't. It was announced, right? Because I'm. I think at this yeah. point, mm -hmm. I'm already forgetting if it was actually real. <laughs> yeah. it was, is it real? Are it we was. It was a simulation. It was one. Of, it was like a logo announcement. You know, they didn't have anything, and then mm -hmm. they yeah. announced that they were completely starting over with a different team. Yeah, they so announced that last it, year. Uh, ethereal so. concept. Yeah. Pointless to predict something that exists at all parts of space and time, but. We can, if that's what we want to do. <laughs> well, I think they... Well, the reason they delayed Prime 4 is because... They didn't, well, obviously, they didn't like how it was going because they didn't actually have Retro Studios working on it, and they've made the other Prime games. So now, whatever the hell Retro was working on for five years, I guess we'll never find out because now they're working on Prime 4. So that's also kind of yeah, weird because Retro, wild. the last game they came out with was Tropical Freeze, which was like 2013 or 2014. No, 2015. It came out that. Well, I guess they made the Switch 15, one yeah. too. 
So, okay, they made a remake, or they ported over a game like three years ago. They made funky then. mode. They just they made, made funky mode. That's it. They made funky mode. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure it took a whole just wait. two months. The, the direct's going to begin, and they're going to open with Metroid Prime 5. <laughs> that's right. They're skipping four. I like how our direct predictions have been just really stupid. I haven't been serious at all. <laughs> it's a series of three dates mm -hmm. that Simple nailed down the middle on. And then just <laughs> and then just Metro Prime. Nintendo sixty four mini? Classic? No. What they're gonna do is they're gonna put Game Boy on the Switch Online and it cool. still won't be that would be cool, but it still won't be on sixty four. Which will be I, sad. I think I think for Game Boy Advance. I think for Nintendo sixty four, if they ever do the classic, you would know because there's gonna be like a tidal wave of cease and desist that people oh, are gonna yeah. be talking about online when the sites are blown up it's kind of funny how that works because nintendo always gets like really anal with their season desist right before they're about <laughs> to release something similar yeah so yeah. they did that with mario kart 8 deluxe and they did that with um mario maker 2 because i think um cases all of, like cases mario maker videos got taken down when he was making yeah. super mario maker 64 and that was because mm. of mario maker 2 same goes for like a lot of tazes that used to exist for rom hacks they just all disappeared that was such a time mm -hmm. or a rough time period to be a nintendo fan or you know like a rom hack mm -hmm. youtuber or whatever yeah even well even like the wii u era that was i don't know how we survived that because i was uh <laughs> yeah. i was <laughs> i started in the wii u era and i somehow didn't quit i'm lucky the switch exists <laughs> the wii u was horrible i mean mm -hmm. there was no games it was the worst cons or console <laughs> Well, there were some I mean, games, that, but no one knew it they existed. They had its games. Yeah. Yeah. They had a Hands couple of games. Down, Nintendo it was so Land. expensive, too. Yeah. The price was bad. Such a tiny library. Some of my favorite games to play with people are those Nintendo Land mini games, like the Mario Chase and like the Luigi's Mansion thing with like oh, yeah. five people. Those are like so fun. Yeah. Me and Nathan talked about that game. It's like there's a lot of, there's a few good games, but most of them are just like mediocre, mediocre to bad. And like it's unclear. When you first start, which ones are like two player or three player or four player, right? Or just one player, right? So it's kind of just like all over the place. Yeah, it's super. Um, in, like the quality of the games are really inconsistent, and it's yeah. honestly, in some ways, it's kind of a step down from Wii Sports, simply because not all the games are one player, not all of them are are multiplayer. So and it was like that's why Wii Sports was so pick up and play because you could just play it with anyone or just by yourself whenever you wanted. So I guess that's all we got for. Let's segue to how overexposed I am and how my hand becomes completely white when it's in front of me. Well, I'm okay, trying like to think bled. of how, how do you segue from talking about a real world tragedy, tragedy to like, oh, yeah, hey, speed running. <laughs> That's how you so, do it. So, speaking uh, of you, coronavirus. What you do is you say, anyways, that China stuff sucks. You guys have been watching speed runs lately? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to go. Dude, I need to watch the um, Ocarina of Time speedrun stuff. I know it's been improved drastically, oh, but like, I don't know what the glitch is, or it's like what so was hard to found. follow all of what's happening lately. So let me I, explain. Is it like let at the beginning of the because... game, or like at the end, or what exactly? It's, it's at the beginning. So I can give you a, a quick breakdown because I, it's been my world for the past month. So back in November, glitches and stuff was a. Um, someone in the community who is experimenting with something called stale reference manipulation, which happens when 
It's kind of like Mario 64, but not exactly when like you're holding something and you walk out and it unloads and you can use it to clone stuff. Except in uh, Ocarina of Time, they keep track of more variables than Mario 64. So when you're holding an object and it unloads or whatever, you have the variables for the object, then you have the, the three position variables, X, Y, and Z, and then you have the rotation. So all that is like stored in like just as code. So when you're unloading objects, and what this led to was them manipulating what could spawn in a treasure chest by changing one of the variables. Mm -hmm. So you could like Through... have like a different item come out of a chest. <clears throat> yep. So oh, okay. the, the first couple of tests were used to change a, a chest in Dodongo's Cavern to reveal the prescription, which is like like item number eight in the uh, Bigoron Sword Quest. But that concept, stale reference manipulation, was then used to discover ACE, which is arbitrary code execution. Using those mechanics, they then figured out you could do a series of maneuvers in uh, Kakiri Forest with your file named um, something specific to then influence the game to warp you to the credit sequence that takes place in Kakiri's for Kakiri Forest. Holy crap. It, yeah, it's actually very, very complicated. Um, and the original setup which was done by Mr. Cheese. It was him. It was actually, I want to say it was a combination of people, but um, involved having to, you know, fixate your camera on a rock. And this is layman's terms. This is not the exact order or the proper execution, but mm. fixing your camera on a rock, doing, locking your camera um, when you're chopping a sign so that it has a fixated view so that when you do these things out of bounds, because there's like a certain characteristic when you're holding a rock and not going to time, that the rock won't actually unload if it's in the camera's view. But if it's not in the camera's view, it'll unload when you go through a loading zone. Kind of similar to Mars 64 and the loading zone in Dire Dire Docks mm, between yeah. the first half of the level and the second. There's one of those in between the Kakiri Forest town area and the, the Deku Tree, um, right mm. when you go through that hallway. So doing a series of actions with that rock and then using the slingshot to manipulate further data by the positioning of the seed that's in the slingshot. Um, all that stuff combined with a couple other things, originally using the inputs of two another controller, um, would then rewrite or point to your save file's name in two different instances and eventually warp you to the credit sequence during... I think it's like the, I figure what, what scene it is, but there's one of the scenes where the camera swoops down through Kakiri Forest. It loads that object, and when a cutscene loads in Ocarina of Time, it forces you out of bounds, so you fall into the void and die, and when you respawn, you're in the credits, thus completing the game. You know what this reminds me of? I know it's not really the same thing, but like, this reminds me of like a Pokemon Any% percent run, where they're just like going like, through menus, putting in random inputs, yeah. and the game's just over. Yeah, that's, it's basically the same thing. That's, that's basically Ace for Pokemon. Um, when you figure out how to input code to alter the game, that's basically the holy grail of speedrunning, I would consider. But a lot of times, Ace would be outlawed. Not outlawed, but yeah. like banned for like any percent runs and stuff like you that. You go to jail for doing it. Yeah, they Do would not just break $20. your kneecaps. <laughs> Do not pass go. But then that, that process was refined further, and now they can actually utilize... I forget one of the houses of one of the kids. It's the one that's closest to it's across from the river and closest to the entrance to where Mito's guarding to the Deku tree. Now through a different series of actions, you can actually go through that door and it'll take you to that scene after defeating Gandorf where he's like floating off in the white void, mm -hmm. um, 
which actually saves a lot of time, um, which is how people got it below 10 minutes to complete the game, which is insane. Yeah, yeah it's at like sub nine, I think, right now. Or maybe better than that. I don't know what the. I just know he cut is. it. He cut it by like five minutes from his previous record. Well, at heard. first, oh, wow. yeah, there was a, there was a. I mean, because back in the day, you know, I remember when Joden Stone did their run, and which involved the old old way of use, utilizing the bugs um, in the Decatry boss room to wrong warp to Gandorf collapsing on the tower, and then there's a lot of exploits that they had to do past that, and that was like a 16 minute run or something like that. And yeah. now we're down to like nine minutes is it's absolutely insane i mean it's gonna get to the point where people are gonna figure out <laughs> it's gonna be like like literally like pokemon you're at the yeah. title screen you go right to the credits like, like three five seconds. second run <laughs> yeah that's literally i think pokemon blue or pokemon red it's like the rec record is like three seconds it's, it's super fast, very yeah. very fast yeah like it's almost it's like as early as you're able to pause and save the game pretty yeah it's almost at that point like when when it gets that ridiculous, does that even count as, like, playing? It almost doesn't. I think that's what Swanky was saying, where it's like it's outlawed because it's like its right, own category yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, I guess, not, like... It becomes, not... like, a novel thing that people think are really, really cool, and it's very interesting, and a lot mm. of years of research led up to the moment. But after the moment, no one ever wants to do it anymore. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's just not fun anymore once, it's, once it gets to that point. But it's like mm. it's not even playing the game. It's just ex exploiting it. Which I mean, I I don't know. That's kind of an interesting thing to try to debate. It's, like, I would does say it count? It's, it's just yeah. you're not playing very much. It's yeah. it's it's funny because um, <clears throat> this video I've been working on for a long time that I keep keep pushing back um, because of all these discoveries. Um, back in the day, right when we played these games, you know, I my my channel's foundation is on like video game mysteries, and a lot of time it had to do with like doing absurd things, right? Like you go to this location hit this wall three times, roll over here, you know, dive in the water, go buy this item from the shop, right? And it's like, the payoff was like, oh, you get the Triforce, you unlock something in the game. It was always a hoax, right? But now here we are, I'm watching some guy, you know, it's rub a very, <laughs> very, here's how you unlock Luigi. It's yep. very absurd to watch. I need like, to watch Link's... it now. Like, it's been on my to-do yeah. list to watch, but I just keep forgetting. So after it's this... Like Link's Link's carrying invisible rocks and he's like chopping the wall and like rubbing up against it. He's foaming <laughs> at the mouth a little bit. Uh, it's very, uh, very reminiscent of those old rumors yeah. from mm. back in the day. Arbitrary code execution always looks like the most random made up thing. And then mm -hmm. you're at the credits. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's so absurd. It's, it's really like super interesting how, even though the game is so old, we're still finding new things new ways to exploit it like i hope yeah. one day in like 20 years we can do the same thing to mario odyssey that'd be really cool because like right now that, that game be has been pushed under an hour and uh what if it's beaten like five minutes one day i think if people spent more time figuring out i mean honestly it can be done i think really maybe not to the extent of ocarina of time i think anytime you have a game where you can input something Mm -hmm. like uh either it'd be a character name or something like that where you actually have a you know the on-screen keyboard you can type something out i think it's a lot easier to manipulate the system because you can actually input things and the certain characters are going to break down to different you know data mm -hmm. and stuff like that i think you know odyssey could get to the point where like mario 64 where they you know you understand when objects load and unload the ranges that they do and <clears> how <throat> to manipulate that into possibly you know triggering a, a wrong warp or something 
because I guess, you know, Ocarina of Time for the longest time, like before this was discovered, that people were still manipulating the data in the game just through actions, yeah. not so much pointing to the actual file name or any kind of Addresses custom inputs. And stuff. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think uh, for arbitrary code execution to ever be possible, the game needs to have some sort of fundamental flaw that the players can use as an in. And mm-hmm. I think if something like that ever existed in a especially in a Nintendo game, but I would say most modern games, uh, I think they would definitely patch it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, then it turns into, oh, you can only run this game with this version. And then it's yeah, which it, really it already is like that. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I know well. Mario Odyssey has um, a bunch of glitches that have been patched out. So I think most of the runners are still on the first version. It's interesting, too, because the, the first edition of that warp, the credits warp that people were doing, actually involved someone... <laughs> You had to be playing on controller one, but you had to be doing inputs and holding the control stick in certain directions on controller three in order yeah, to have this line up. Wow. That's um, bizarre. Now utilizing the door warp, you don't have to do that, I'm pretty sure. But the fa- the fact is, when all this was happening, you know, I, I tend to think of like Terminal Montage's channel and how he does it like the speedrunner, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Mario and the Melee Fox. Yeah. And I was just like <laughs> <laughs> I was visualizing like Link from Ocarina of Time, like in a chair with like four Nintendo 64 controllers like plugged <laughs> into his body, <laughs> just like all like hitting like random inputs, like entering data. Oh yeah. Um, I really want to see. I know someone did. I think I forget the guy's name did an animation on that, but uh, not that concept, but the Ocarina of Time speedrunning. But I would really love to see an Ace type deal where like Link is just literally turns the data. <laughs> My uh, thumbnail for that video is, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I want to put it out is like, it's, it's a uh, Ganondorf like, like this. And then young Link is like behind him appearing through data and has like a knife to his throat. <laughs> like he's like young Link is killing adult Ganondorf somehow in the vacuum of space and time. So I'm really excited about just the, the future of like a lot of the speed running stuff obviously Ocarina of Time and, and even just new developments. I have been following too closely Mario 64, but I know, I guess there were some, I don't know if it was a major breakthrough or if someone just broke a record, if it was, if it was cheese or if it was someone else. But with that, we're about out of time for this, uh, minus cast. Thank you so much for watching and we'll see all of you next time. See ya. See ya. Cheers. Thank you so much for to playing our stream. Thank you so much for playing our stream. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, I was doing a lot of the work in editing. I'm like, nope, that was all Nathan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>